podcast all about books and making your best friend read the books you want to read. (laughs) 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 It's going so well already. Um, I'm Val. This is my first hosted episode of the year, so I'm rusty. Um, But I'm with my bestie cat. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And we're back with our monthly uh, theme of book talk books so books that have been made famous by tiktok uh yeah. our favorite favorite genre obviously yes um we've been so lucky with book talk books oh my god um, book talk has the best taste <laughs> ever so um so if you re- listened to last uh, episode we um read icebreaker by hannah grace um and it didn't go so well so we had a lot looking, to say about it. <laughs> we had a lot to say. We had a lot of opinions, which yeah. are usually the best kinds of episodes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and maybe this one, the book will be better. We'll see. But we have yeah. read The Cruel Prince by Holly Black, which if you are on TikTok and you like books, you've probably seen it everywhere. Um, yeah. So we're going to go into that and our thoughts in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Before we do that, my lovely cat, how are you? Oh, I'm I'm just lovely. Good. <laughs> You're good. I'm so glad. <laughs> and, and and you? You're and and okay. and I'm also lovely. I'm also okay. doing okay. <laughs> Do you good. have any um words yeah. of wisdom to share with us this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have other people's words of wisdom that I kind of want to share. I have uh, two things. The first thing is actually something I came across this morning. And I was, like, randomly on threads, because once in a while, Instagram really tries to push threads on you, you yeah, know? Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, you get, like, clickbaited by, like, they post threads between Instagram posts. Um, yes. To get you to, like, and, you know, it, it's very, like, um, uh, what's the word? Algorithm. Me, <laughs> it's very algorithmic. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they know the what to what what threads to put on to intrigue you. Like the yeah. start of it's gonna sound. I'm like, I need to find out what's the rest of this thread. <laughs> anyway, point is, I ended up on threads, which I don't usually. But uh, I guess there's there there was a trend going on on threads, and more specifically, authors on threads or just okay. book lovers in general. Uh, where they were, like, posting their, like, controversial opinions. Oh, okay. And so it was, like, kind of the theme where it's, like, you want controversy? Fine. And then they would say their controversial opinion. It was just kind of this uh, thing that seems to be happening. But um, I found a couple that I just thought was so funny after, like, the discussion we had last week, uh, or two weeks ago, on the last episode, I should say. Um, And it's just too funny. I had to bring it. But... The point is, is that I'm going to bring up some of these controversial opinions, and I want to know your opinion, whether you agree, disagree, what okay. you have to say about these opinions. Okay. The first, the first one just made me really, this first one I'm going to say really made me laugh because it sounds like they are um, talking about you. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so their controversial is, and I quote, just because you didn't like a book, that doesn't automatically make it a bad book. It just didn't cater to your taste. Also, just because someone liked a book you thought was terrible, doesn't mean they don't know what good books are. People have different tastes. It's not good or bad. It's whether or not it's what you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, do you feel attacked at that? <laughs> I do a little bit. I feel a little... <laughs> 
exact opposite last week. <laughs> okay, but I was also made to to feel the error of my ways. Like, yeah, maybe no, I was a little bit too hot headed. I mean, honestly, I, I think we just get uh, carried away when talking, and we don't I necessarily do. mean it, except when we're talking about Colleen Hoover. But <laughs> yeah, I I mostly um, forget that it, I'm only talking. I'm not You're only not talking only, to you, yeah. other people are listening to it. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously when we make these grand statements, we're exaggerating, yeah. obviously, but it's just, it was just really funny. It is funny. Oh, I, I've been known for my hyperbole, so, <laughs> and my yes. exaggeration. So, I'm, yeah. Um, I love it, though. I love that that's, like, the first one you found. <laughs> I know. I, I made me really laugh. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I have a second one that also kind of, I mean, like, it was also just kind of uh, fitting for what we had discussed as well <laughs> last yeah. week, which is like, uh, so their controversy was the pregnancy trope is the only way a lot of writers slash readers will ever have a family and the outright shame people give us for enjoying it, calling us disgusting and annoying, for example, is incredibly hurtful. <laughs> Oh my god. And I don't want to be mean, but I'm just like, relax. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Like, okay. Um, it just seems like a lot. <laughs> that one is quite intense. Like, It's just so dramatic. No one's, no one's attacking you for that. It's just, you just, it doesn't make, well, for, let's take the, the case of Icebreaker. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense in your story. Like, yeah. soz, but it makes the story shit. I apologize. I think, I think my issue is, is often they'll have really, uh, the pregnancy tropes that I've come across, which to be fair, isn't that much, um, considering I read a lot of gay couples and they're usually (laughs) adopting, so it's a whole process or (laughs) surrogacy or whatever. Um, so it's not, you know, surprise pregnancies really don't happen much in queer (laughs) romance. So I'm not as familiar with the genre, so maybe people just hate the pregnancy trope in general, but my issue is that, well, with Icebreaker, well, actually most, anytime I've read a pregnancy trope between straight couples, it often is really young adults. Like, yeah, yeah. Like in Icebreaker, they were like 23 and... Or like I or I think like the most famous one like Twilight she was eighteen you know yeah or yeah, yeah. it just gives off kind of this weird pro life vibe yeah <laughs> and that's what I find icky I don't think Icebreaker was necessarily giving pro life vibes it was giving makes no sense vibes so basically that's why it, the tr- pregnancy trope just doesn't really work for me yeah no I completely agree I'm with you. Yeah, so, anyway, it was funny that th- those are, like, the first two opinions I saw. Um, yeah. <laughs> a, a I mean, very, I, the algorithm <laughs> really was algorithming. It, yeah, it was really, <laughs> it was trying to get my attention, you can tell. <laughs> um, another one, which I kind of agree with, with, but I, well, I'll have to explain. But I think it might get you heated. <laughs> Their oh, controversial no. opinion is... Uh, the miscommunication trope is not quote-unquote unbelievable and may in fact be the most realistic trope of them all. Which... I I mean, I don't necessarily think that's a bad take. 
like no i feel like there it, there is some sense to that it doesn't make it less mm-hmm. annoying <laughs> i see now i disagree with that i think the miscommunication trope can be done very well and i i enjoy it in a lot of books um it the problem is most of the time that it's used it's used badly like they don't know how to use the miscommunication yeah. trope they yeah. The problem with is when there is a miscommunication is when they run it into the ground to the point where it makes no sense where they're both thinking this different thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. they make it just so... They make it unbelievable by, by having these very strange circumstances that make it so they can't speak. Like, one is about to talk, but they just keep getting interrupted. Yeah. Or blah, blah. Like, it just... that That's where it becomes unbelievable to me. Yeah. Uh, is that authors misuse it or... Or they try to prolong the miscommunication so long yeah. in the book to where it becomes really annoying and frustrating. That's yeah. where my issue lies with that. Yeah, trope. I think you're right. I think most of the times I have read it, it's like... Well, I mean, all the times I can really think of that stand out to me are just like very dramatic and very clearly just put into to like move the story along in a way that the mm-hmm. author wants which to me just translates to like not very good writing if that's the only way you can yeah. like figure out to do that so I think either the ones that I have read that are good they're that good that I just don't pick up on it or I haven't read that yeah. many that are done very well um, yeah I feel like it's very good like you notice it way more often when yeah. it's done badly exactly. and it's just like those are the ones that stick in your head for yeah, sure exactly. which gives a bad name to the trope yeah. In its entirety. Um, so don't complain about people <laughs> complaining about this trope. Complain <laughs> about the authors who are misusing the trope. Exactly. It's just also funny to me because the pregnancy one and this one were both uh, threads posted by authors, which to me just comes off very defensive. 100%. <laughs> 100%. I think it's funny. It's like written like, by okay. someone who only uses like the miscommunication yeah, trope, but they're like, I mean, it's the most realistic, okay? Just like authors, especially. I feel like, so <laughs> here's a hot take. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I think because of book talk, it's yeah. become like almost imperative that authors try to have an online presence right yeah so they're trying to get their books reviewed and post on tiktok and blah 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 so they spend a lot of time online and therefore they're getting so many opinions thrown at them yeah and i think authors are just very sensitive all of the time yeah and they'll take like a comment like someone not liking a pregnancy trope or whatever that has maybe nothing to do with their book but they relate to it because their book has a pregnancy in it or whatever, and they yeah. take it as an attack on them. Yeah. And they get so sensitive and defensive. It's... I just think, uh... I, uh social media is not good for them. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I feel like so many authors are actually, like, June from Yellowface. <laughs> like, more than we realize. <laughs> <That's> so true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really give off that vibe from social media sometimes it's very funny that's why i like don't follow any authors ever because i don't want to know anything about your personality yeah that might put me off (laughs) like all you need to remember is uh how jk rowling tweets and uh that's enough (laughs) to put you off honestly literally (sighs) um 
this is an interesting take because I didn't think it was going to be controversial because I didn't know people did this. Like, maybe I did this when I was, like, nine, first reading books, but <laughs> right. this, the, the take is you cannot skip the prologue and expect to know the emotional stakes of the rest of the, of the book. Which I was like, people skip prologues? Re- yeah, really? I mean, I, I remember doing that as a kid because I didn't realize prologues were part of the story. I thought they were, like, <laughs> author acknowledgments. Like, that's yeah, what I remember yeah. thinking as a kid. So I didn't even think they were part of the story. That's why I skipped them as a kid. But, but I mean, I don't... Sh- yeah. It can't <laughs> I, be that I'm common, baffled by surely. That. Like, I it understand books that, like... Yeah, they, some, a lot, some books start slow because they're trying to, like, world build. But you don't skip it, like then you won't understand yeah. anything that's going on. It doesn't make sense. Exactly. I, I that one baffles me to the point where I think it's not a, a controversial opinion. And sometimes this pisses me off in these kind of trends where there's like a trend where it's like, say your controversial opinion, and then someone will post like the least controversial. Yeah, opinion. yeah, yeah. Like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that's not a controversial opinion. opinion. Yeah. You just want people to agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, or it'll be like something like so annoying. It'll be like something like controversial opinion. I think all women deserves the right to their reproductive organs. And I'm just like, okay, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're not doing anything here. <laughs> this is genuinely why social media sucks. It's the worst. I know. I want to have fun. I want to see people say, oh, you know what? I saw a controversial opinion. Now, this is a controversial opinion. They were like, I don't like the texture a fresh pineapple. I was like, that's insane. You're crazy. <laughs> See, this is the kind of opinion I want. <laughs> I know. I mean, I don't like pineapple that much anyway, so. Oh, fucking love pineapple. They're my top four favorite fruit. Oh, really? Not that I've, ra- that's not that I've ranked fruit in the past. I, I mean, I'm not surprised you've ranked fruit in your past. Let's be honest. You've probably done a yeah, fucking fruit about- draft with your family. And- <laughs> no, no. Do you want to know which ones I got in my draft? <laughs> tell, me, tell me top five. Um, okay, well, my top five fruits are banana. No, horrible. Which- Go on. I know, I know. Banana, I feel like, are a love-hate kind of fruit. Some people have, like, very strong opinions about banana, but I'm on the love camp. Like, I fucking love bananas. I can eat them all the time. (laughs) Strawberries. They're a classic for a reason. Love a strawberry. Love a strawberry. Love a strawberry. Raspberry. Mm. A very, another good berry, in my opinion. Uh, Pineapple. And, oh, actually, you know what? No. So this wasn't in in order, by the way. I yeah, actually okay. think I'm gonna, so I'm gonna bump raspberry. I've decided I'm bumping raspberry. Uh, because the best part of raspberry is raspberries in things rather than it on its own. You know, like I love yeah, raspberries see, in muffins, yeah, or pastries and stuff like that, or tarts or whatever. Yeah. Um. Okay. So in fact, I'm gonna skip raspberry. I'm gonna put in pineapple, clementines. And love a good yeah, 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 yeah. And grapes. Love grapes. Love grapes. I always forget about grapes, and love but they're good so grape. good. Especially when they're nice and crunchy when you bite into it. Mm. And they're super when they're really cold as well, like oh cold. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Controversial opinion. Ways. We love grapes. <laughs> Sorry, what were you gonna say? <laughs> 
feel like we've got off topic, but... Uh... Oh, we've absolutely <laughs> got off topic. Um, okay, I just have one more uh, controversial opinion. Tell me. And this one is short and sweet. The controversial opinion is, I live for the third act breakup. Give me that angst. Which I think is an interesting one. Hmm. What was the bit after... Did you say something after the controversial breakup? I didn't hear you. Uh, I live for the third act breakup. Give me that angst. Okay. Neville disagrees. Yeah, he has a strong opinion <laughs> on that. <laughs> I don't even know if I have a, an opinion on that. I'm trying to... Yeah. I think I, it's similar to miscommunication, yeah. where it's like, it can be done so badly. Cause yeah. It can, but it could also be good, but I don't know. It's a tricky one. Yeah. It depends on the reason for the breakup. Yeah, exactly. And and why it's, yeah, the reason for it, why it's happening and how yeah. it serves the plot, I guess. Exactly. I like with the, the third act breakup can work when it's a situation of like right person, wrong time. Mm-hmm. And then you get like two years later and they're in better places in their lives and it kind of works then. Yeah. yeah. I could see that working. But um so often it's like one of them does something terrible you're just like okay i hate them now (laughs) Uh, yeah i don't want i don't root for them (laughs) yeah i'm trying to think would like um i'm trying to think of like i'm trying to actually think of an example to see if it like i can't i can't think of any i i I don't read it i don't think i read that that often yeah yeah it's weird that Uh, that person has read it so much that they like live for it <laughs> and I yeah exactly but i do love angst so i do understand True. that uh yeah that uh feeling yeah because i love some angst yeah um anyway those are my controversial opinions that i want to share with you <laughs> i love it uh, <laughs> and then there's there's actually one more thing okay that i want to bring up before we start talking about the cruel prince is Tell me. um so I came across an Am I the Asshole post. Okay. And Love that. I was actually disagreeing with um so I was watching I was watching like a podcast where they had they were doing this story and I was uh, disagreeing with their opinion. The okay. people talking about it. I was disagreeing with their opinion and I think the verdict on Reddit as well that I disagree with. Okay. So So I was curious to hear your opinion and it's book related, so I was like, okay, it's completely okay for me to bring this up in the in the podcast. It's book related. Okay, so listen to this story. Okay. So this one is a would I be the asshole? Uh, okay. So they ask, would I be the asshole for suing my friend after she wrote a book about me? Okay. And the story goes, I, twenty nine, female have a friend called, quote-unquote, Maya. Maya and I have been friends for nine years after meeting at university. Maya went through a lot of mental health issues in her early mid-twenties, which impacted her career prospects. But a couple of years ago, she found an outlet in writing and now writes and publishes her stories online. They are of the spicy romance variety. I've never read any of them because they're just not my thing, but I know she has a lot of regular readers. Recently... Maya shared that she had been, oops, sorry, she had been contacted by a small publishing company which publishes ebooks who were interested in publishing one of the stories she had been sharing online. 
I was ecstatic for her, as it is a move towards making writing a profession, which is what she really wants. About three weeks ago, a mutual friend of ours, quote-unquote Amy, contacted me and asked if I had read any of Maya's current story, as she had looked it up online and she thought it had some eerie similarities to my life. I looked it up and read a big chunk of it. And it was more than just similarities. It was basically a melodramatic reimagining of my life, specifically about my relationship with my fiancé and my complicated relationship with my father. I don't know how relevant this is, but she also altered their characters and certain situations to make the plot pretty toxic. I was devastated and disgusted, to say the least. I met up with Maya and asked how she could do this to me. Her explanation was that she was so inspired by my life that the things I told her... Uh, that the things I told her... Oh, sorry. Her explanation was that she was so inspired by my life and the things that I told her that... The ideas just came to her. I'm so sorry. That sentence just, for some reason, was not computing in my brain. Um, I kept saying that they weren't her ideas. They were sensationalized details of my life. She didn't have a single original thought in the whole story. Maya apologized profusely for hurting me and that she was embarrassed by how much she had taken from my life, but she really loved writing the book. I told her I wasn't comfortable having my private life aired like that. Maya said nothing in the book was identifiable as me, so it wasn't like she'd done anything illegal. And I said, well, we'll see about that. I've contacted lawyers and they've said suing her would be largely pointless in terms of stopping the book being published, but starting legal proceedings might scare a small publishing company enough to drop her as an author. I am seriously considering doing this. Worst case, I can't do anything to stop the book going ahead, but I've caused her an iota of the stress and hurt she's caused me. Best case, this creepy project never sees the light of day. A couple of my friends are saying I shouldn't sue her because at the end of the day, this is her work and an opportunity for her to make a career for herself and take care of her child after all she's been through. I know this could ruin things for her and I might be acting out of anger, but I really think it's justified after she betrayed my trust like this would I be the asshole to go ahead with suing. Thoughts? Okay, that's... I do think it's a nuanced situation. It is. I don't think there's a black or white answer um and i think in both camps there have been like i don't think either of them are maybe reacting or have done the right things and it's difficult for me because Mm -hmm. like the suing culture is like so i like i assume this person has to be from like north america because Uh, like but apparently they're not from the u.s apparently really which i was which i i um uh, I did. I was because there's an edit update, and she says, "For everyone talking about the Streisand effect, I am not in the U.S. Court slash legal records here are not something you can Google or access easily. That being said, right. uh, Maya could publicize a lawsuit herself." And then she says she's not actually going to proceed with the lawsuit. Some people suggesting reaching out to the publisher privately, and I'm going to look into that. Right. That's basically it for the update. I mean, I feel. <laughs> I feel like you probably shouldn't write an into like because it sounds like it's basically it's not that well I don't know like how dramatized is it because <laughs> it sounds like it's a direct copy of her life like she could have yeah. if they're really close friends she could have asked her if it was okay to like yeah do that 
and then yeah. maybe had more of a discussion about it instead of just hoping she would never find out because yeah, exactly. if she did find out like obviously she's going to be upset if you wrote an entire like if you wrote an entire book about my life and didn't tell me about it like I would also be <laughs> upset with you <laughs> would I sue yeah, you? I'd... probably not like <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't yeah. sue you but yeah it's a tricky one it's yeah I think I think if you're taking the question at face value, would mm. I be the asshole to sue this person for this? I'd say yes, just because. Yeah. Um. You well, there's no real grounds to sue someone, and clearly that's what the lawyer said. However, I feel for this woman. <laughs> yeah. And I think her so-called friend is a total asshole. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're both kind of assholes, so it's hard well, to... I, I don't think she's an asshole. I think she, personally, I don't think she's an asshole. The original poster, I don't think she's an asshole. I think she's probably angry and is trying to find any way for this not to be published. Uh, which I can understand, especially, especially the part where she says that not only did she take her life her romance, her her fian- her and her fiance's story, but she made it into something toxic. Yeah. Would really disturbed me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if uh yeah, especially like I'm assuming she knows a lot of details that was told to her in confidence, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You tell your best friends or whatever stuff about your relationships you're not expecting is going to end up in a book especially also that yeah, she mentioned cool. her complicated relationship with her dad like yeah, that's that part fucking is, yeah fucked up rough yeah and and it's also the fact that the, the friend then says um oh there's no identifiable ways for anyone to know it's you but the reason the original poster knows it's the book exists is because a friend brought it to her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Saying, like, hey, I think she wrote a story about your life, so clearly it is identifiable. Yeah. Um, I just, like, I don't understand how when she is caught, you know, lying about, or when she was caught by her friend, you know, who confronted her, I would have been like, okay, let me, like, edit this book, you know? Let me change things up so it's less recognizable as your life, at the very least, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like the friend's just doing nothing. She's just like, yeah, sorry. Yeah, the friend, <laughs> the friend is definitely, definitely an asshole. Like, I know that's not the question. I, uh, she definitely yeah. is. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean... Like I said, it's like, I, I, they're obviously quite close friends who talk about stuff like her complicated relationship with her dad. So it's like, yes. it's the same thing again. Like, if you did that to me, you would be an asshole. Um, totally. But I'd probably just stop talking to you <laughs> or something. Like, Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. But that's just because yeah. I don't understand the, like, suing thing. Like, it just doesn't. Yeah. It's not, not a big thing, thing in the places I've grown 100%. up. So. Yeah. Um... And I guess the idea of, like, you want to do it just as a kind of way of scare, scaring this uh, small publisher eh, to not publish it. Yeah. But I just, I, I get the idea. And as someone who is revenge inclined, you know, I get it. <laughs> I get the vibes. But, um, I don't know. It just seems like it, it's going to put, like, it's going to take up this person, your, your, men- like, your mental capacity is going to be 
stuck on this for 100%, months, probably, 100%, and it's just gonna mess with your peace of mind, and yeah. it's just gonna screw up your life more, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, what pissed me off is that, like, when I was uh, watching the podcast talk about this, they had said something like, um, uh, what did they say? Oh, yeah, they said, well, it's kind of your fault for... It, like you chose to confide in this person like that's kind of on you that's so you have fucked. to then deal with the consequences of that's who you confess so i was just like no that's not that's okay not how it works that's how it works you trust someone and then the person who breaks the trust is at fault that's like, exactly a hundred percent that's so fucked up I was just like, that's crazy. And, and like, from the get-go, they were like, oh, well, the other girl is a mom, so you can't mess with her. Like, she's a mom. And I'm like, Again, but she's a shady person. It's like irrelevant. Literally irrelevant. And they're just like, you just can't mess with her livelihood. She's a mom. I'm like, she chose to write stories stealing from other people's lives. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but she could have, you know, had an original idea. And also, if the friend who was written about was a mum, would that change people's perspective right? then? Like, I don't get that. Exactly. So yeah, well, if you're a mom, then you have more rights than yeah. single people. <laughs> motherless, motherless, childless people. <laughs> yeah, another another yeah. nuanced one. Another tricky yeah, one. it's very nuanced, but man, those the people who are talking about it really fucking yeah they sound like they're the assholes <laughs> they're to- they're more assholes than anyone in the story it's almost like anyone could have a podcast these days i mean you i know right like people stop <laughs> having podcasts i think <laughs> it's like just random people who have like no experience with yeah. it just post Nothing. their own just podcast one day now. decide to do a podcast <laughs> and then puts it out there and then <laughs> but they don't know what they're talking about say stupid things say controversial say- things <laughs> <laughs> idiots <laughs> uh, couldn't be us <laughs> no could never be us on that note <laughs> on that note on that note um Shall, shall we? We shall. Let's shall. Um, <laughs> let's shall. <laughs> this is, um, I've picked a book <laughs> that's tricky, <laughs> tricky to read. Oh my god. I was reading it and I was <laughs> like, I, I cannot wait <laughs> to hear Val explain the plot of this. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm gonna just do my best and that's all I uh, can do. I mean... It was so much more chill for me with Icebreaker. Like, come on. (laughs) Nothing happened. (laughs) You got lucky. Um, Yep. Okay. So, The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. We have a a genre of book which is, like, very popular, which I'm just, well, I'm not just realizing, but, like, the whole fairy fae thing is, like, people fucking love it. Um, Yeah. And this is another one of those. Yeah, it really got huge in the, like, late 2010s. Like, it really. It really, because, like, A Court of Thorn of Roses is fairies as well, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. It is indeed. I thought so. Um, so this is also, like, people love fairies, and that's what this is about. So we have our 
uh, protagonist, Jude, um, who this... Okay, wait. Okay, we got this. I'm gonna... You got this! (laughs) I got it. Uh, When she was, like, seven, um, her parents were murdered in front of her and her two sisters because this guy um, came from this fairy land and was like, that's my... You're my wife. You left with my child. And now I'm going to kill you and your husband. And he did. And then he steals the three children. One of them, who's his actual daughter, the other two are just like, he's like, honourable or whatever. Um, And he takes them all back to Fairyland. I think, I can't remember what the land's called. Fairy? It's just fairy, I think. Oh, Elfheim? Elfheim, that's it, that's it. Elfheim. And because he's like, one of the prince's advisors or like war people they're like he's like gentry and so they're all raised amongst the gentry and raised up as if they were fair like along with the fae um so that's one thing and then he's also married to someone else who and he has like another child called oak who's like young um so jude she wants to she like love hate relationship with this guy she wants to be a knight um everyone hates her because she's mortal especially Cardin, who is the younger son of the king. He hates her the most. He bullies her, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then Jude ends up becoming a spy for one of the princes, and she becomes blah, blah, blah. And then the, what, the, <laughs> main, king, the main king is going gonna, is gonna to step down, so there's going to be a new king, and it's amongst the princes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Everyone thinks it's going to be Prince Dane, who Jude is his spy. But it turns out the other prince, Baelkin, <laughs> who's his brother, yeah. double crosses him, kills the whole family and Dane, and is like, no, I'm going to be king. But then, because he's killed all his family, he needs another person in the family to like crown him before he can be king, because otherwise it wouldn't work. So Cardin is missing, because <clears throat> uh, he's the only person they think that can crown him at the moment. Um, but Jude has been coming up with this plan, blah, blah, blah. And then she finds out somehow because of another long thing, you have to read the book if you want to know, but Oak, <laughs> who's her little brother is actually, you know, an heir to the throne. So she comes up with a plan to make it so, well, she tells Cardin she's going to make it so Oak becomes like the king or whatever, but she double crosses Cardin and they've kissed at this point, um, because and she <laughs> she tells Cardin she that Oak's gonna be king, but then when it comes down to it, she wants Oak to live a normal life for a little bit in the mortal world. Um, and she double crosses Cardin and actually makes him king. So now Cardin's a king, Oak's in the mortal world, and Jude is now advisor to the king. Um, and he hates her because she double crossed him, but he also wants to bang her. I assume is the vibe. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's kind of it, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, that's the gist. I think that's the gist. Um, yeah. Cat, uh, yeah. tell me, you've yeah. read this book twice now. Yeah, so this is my second time reading it. I really enjoyed it the first time I read it. I uh-huh. had originally given it four stars, so. Okay. Um, rereading it, I also really enjoyed it. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I... Yeah, I really like this book. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Uh, it feels like very weird to like um, talk about a book I've already read. Yeah. It, 
I didn't really write any notes because I just didn't really know when to write notes if, seeing as I knew the plot. You know, it felt like it was, yeah. a, it was just kind of a strange uh, experience. But it was certainly interesting because I remember when I first read this. And this is a part of the book Valden mentioned, but she kind of has this romance with this other fae yeah. called Locke um, who it turns out has actually been dating her twin sister this entire time. And it was just kind of a little game for him. And um, so, and the sister never told her about this and kind of like betrayed her by doing that. And when that's revealed, I remember the first time I read this, I was so pissed with Locke and Taryn, uh, the guy and the sister. Like, I was like, these bastards. But did you not always get like dodgy vibes from Locke? Well, yes, I always had... I always had dodgy. Okay, I'll be honest. I always dodgy vibes about Locke, but it was the Taryn betrayal that got yeah, to that me. Sucks. I yeah, that sucks. I was yeah. just, That's the part. Like, like. Okay, so this. I what I also. Okay, I'll get back to it. But so yeah, the the Taryn thing is what be- really pissed me off. Yeah. Because like I'm not giving a pass on Locke, but I just didn't care that much about Locke to yeah. start with. You know, he's just an annoying little dude. Um, but Taryn's her sister, her twin sister, yeah. and I'm like, and I'm like, I get, I I get her motivation. I get that she's trying to fit in in Fairyland. She's trying to make a life for herself because yeah. you know it is very difficult to navigate fairy life as a human. You're you're shown this time and time again in this book, and um, and you know Jude has her whole path where she wants to become a knight. She wants to become uh, a part of this world through her skill and her scheming, whereas uh, Taryn does not feel that way. She wants to fall in love, and I just... I, and I think, unfortunately, she's just so desperate to do that that she'll settle for a guy like Locke, who clearly yeah. doesn't give a shit about her, yeah. um, and, and just is just trying to play games or whatever, but... I, and I, but I'm just like, oh, girl, this is your twin sister. <laughs> Listen, I get really triggered when siblings betray each other because yeah. shout out to my sister, but she my girl. She my number <laughs> one, you know? And the idea of like either of us betraying each other uh, never would happen. We're too uh, tight. <laughs> and so it pisses me off in books when sisters betray each other because I'm just like that is a sacred bond yeah that should not be taken lightly for a um, man like <laughs> no for a man of all things <laughs> um anyway um so anyway when I was reading this I was just like Every time Taryn was being a little bit weird, you know, <laughs> not talking to Jude about stuff and things was going on, and Jude's like, what the hell's happening here? And I'm just like, yeah. I know what's happening, and I'm annoyed. Because yeah. <laughs> so Jude was also that- was like, kind of like always telling Taryn, not maybe not every single thing that was going on, but like she would always tell her like the little things that were going on and like the fact yeah. that she went to Locke's house, kissed Locke, stayed in his bed. Like she told Taryn all of that while Taryn was dating him. And yeah. Taryn's like, oh, yeah, so like, cool, off. whatever. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, don't do that. I know. And, and she was, because the reason she does that is explain that, like, Locke was testing her yeah. to see if she could, like, you know, chill with the fairies, basically. And, uh, and like, but I'm just like, girl, have some self-respect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, again, that's a very strange world, uh, but yeah, yeah. 
I just can get past it. Like, intellectually, I kind of get where she's coming from, but I just can't get past it. And I can't forgive her. I simply cannot. (laughs) Um... And I've held a grudge for four years against it. Yeah, and it's, and it's still there. <laughs> it's still there. Once in a while, we've come across like a TikTok talk about Cruel Prince, and if I saw someone being like, oh, Taryn pissed me off, I'd be like, like, like! <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, it's really funny. Is it, but it's not something that like ruined the experience of the book. No. Or... No. Because. I <laughs> I really like Jude. I think she's such an interesting yeah. character. Yeah. Um she 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 could have easily been um written as a not like other girl character and she kind yeah. of almost toes the line but she's she feels very like self-aware. She feels very uh, and I, what I like also about this book, sorry, it kind of ties in together, but is that it doesn't shy away from a, this kind of brutality of this world and mm-hmm. cruelty of this world mm-hmm. where I feel like I am, for example, A Court of Throne of Roses, <laughs> I feel like the fairies kind of feel like a sanitized version of fairies. Like, yeah. it just, they don't, they just seem like they're humans, but they have wings, you know? Yeah. Like, nothing about the, like, it's so interesting in this world the fairies, they can't lie, so they can be very yeah. manipulative with their words, which I find very interesting to read. Like, you you end up reading between the lines of everything the fairy folk say because you know they can't lie, so everything could be, like, technically correct but not say what you think it's supposed to say. Anyway, yeah. so it's very interesting text to read. And, and I feel like <laughs> the imagery is very vivid, but... Again, this is a me problem. I struggle imagining anything. But, but again, we know this is a me problem. Um, I would love to, like, have, like, art design drawn up and to just yeah. kind of have the idea of some of these characters. Because they'll, yeah. like, say, like, oh, Maddox has green tin skin. And I yeah. will forget immediately and just imagine a yeah. human-looking person. And then they'll mention green. I'm like, shit, right, he's green. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. <laughs> They all just look human in my head, honestly. Yeah. I can't, for the life of me, remember. Um, um, and I find the political system very uh, entertaining. Like, I thought the... I, honestly, I'd forgotten that Oak was uh, uh, part of the royal line. Oh, lineage yeah. or whatever. I had completely forget- forgotten when I was reading. Like, I swear the only thing I remembered was the Terran betrayal. <laughs> only thing that stuck out to you. <laughs> I literally, well, and my other problem was, like, a reason why I really knew I had to reread this book before we went into the podcast is that I couldn't remember where, like, the first book ends and the second yeah. book starts and yep. the third, like, the whole trilogy kind of bleeds into one. Um, so I was like, I really need to read this book so that, um, I know <laughs> when it ends so I don't start talking about shit that happens in the next book. Yeah, spoilers. Uh, yeah, exactly. And there are stuff that I thought happened in this book that don't. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, good. Um, and um, I also, I, I feel like, I don't know if you'll agree with me. Okay. But I fucking love, I love Cardin. Oh, <laughs> I think, 100%. Okay. He's, <laughs> I love him. He's just so fucking... Uh, he just gets better as the books goes. Like, there's an insane moment that, like, 
his explanation is just so funny to me. I just love him. He's, I, I don't know how to explain it because he's just so, like, he's so unserious. That's what it is. And yeah. I love that about yeah. him. Like, his entire family has just been murdered, and he's just getting drunk <laughs> under tables, and I just love him. And he's getting yeah. kidnapped by Jude, and he, and he just makes friends with all the people, all the yeah. spies. <laughs> and he's I, like... I agree. Especially in the second half of the book, when, like, obviously, yeah, like, in the beginning, he's made to seem like, well, he is the cruel prince, so he's doing all this, like, yes. dickhead stuff, and you're like, oh, Locke's the nice one, and Cardin's the, the horrible one, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, towards the, like, second half of the book, you start to see more and more of his, like, character coming Mm -hmm. through. And I can tell that it's going to be that trilogy where, like, even in the second book and the third book, it's going to be, like, like, it's going to come through so much more. And I'm going to enjoy it a lot because, like, I want to see more of his personality come through. Yeah. Um, I love him. I think he's great. Okay, good. I'm glad. (laughs) Because, yeah, because of the beginning of the book, because he's portrayed as this bully, it's... But... I, and I think I took it harder the first time I read it because I didn't know where this was going. Yeah. So I was like, oh, he's so mean, though. He's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> and, but now reading it, I was like, I have a better understanding of how the fairy or the fae, whatever, how they function and how that society works. So I kind of have yeah. to, like, you have to put your mind in this idea that they are a different species. They work yeah. very differently. Yeah. Um, but it's just... It's, like you said, the second half, I mean, honestly, it's just so funny how much Cardin is annoyed with how much he likes Jude. Like, it's yeah. so funny. <laughs> he's so pissed off about how much, how he's, like, attracted to her and really likes her. Yeah. And, like, hates her for that. <laughs> and yeah. it's adorable. He holds a grudge. <laughs> he holds a grudge. And, and I love how oblivious Jude is about yeah. how he could possibly, like feel that way like it doesn't yeah. at all cross her mind uh until they're basically kissing yeah and <laughs> i can't lie that get that she gets to me i like yeah. it i, I know i like it <laughs> I know. he's like constantly staring at her helping yes. her like even though he starts the situations he then helps her out of them and then yeah. she's just like i can't read him like and he's like <laughs> yeah staring at he's her so intently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like and rereading it, I noticed the, like, more subtleties of the first part, uh, like, where, as I don't think I picked up, and I think I, I do this a lot, especially in fantasy books, where I kind of read things at face value mm-hmm. uh, with books, and um, I wasn't reading into it, and I didn't notice how, like, so much of the cruelty was uh, Valyrian and... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Uh, two of his, like, friends... They were really the, like, Valyrian literally wants her dead. Yeah. And Nicasia, is that her name? Nicasia? I don't Nic- know. I was reading it uh, Nicasia, but I have no idea. Okay, Nicasia. Let's say that. Um, and she clearly just, like, hated her. Um, yeah. And wanted to humiliate her. Uh, and, but, like, every time they were going slightly too far, you could see Cardin kind of pulling it back and acting yeah. as it, like... I'm just bored of this. Let's move along. Yeah. And, and I appreciated the um, sub, maybe a bit more subtler aspects of it, uh, knowing where it was going. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And I think some of you said about like how, I mean, comparing it to other kind of like the fairy fantasy books, um, like the Four Corner yeah. Races, which I haven't read, but I, um, the, the we'll judge about, regardless. Like, 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The part about it being, like, obviously that's, like, a more sanitized version of the kind of fairy stuff. Whereas this is, like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't shy away from the fact that, like, they they do things differently to humans. And, like, so I'm really interesting to see, because they don't, like, view relationships the same way or, like, things like that. Like, the silly little human thing. So I'm really interested Mm -hmm. to see how, like their re- relationship pans out yeah. as well because obviously he's gonna see things like very differently than she does even though like mm-hmm. Jude has been brought up like that and maybe has like some of those nuances like obviously yeah. she's not fey and she can lie and things like that and people are just like gobsmacked that she's able to lie which I think is really yeah <laughs> I know, They're like, I love oh my that god too. I can't believe it <laughs> Every time, like, Jude is just, like, great. Sarcastically, they're like, she's on board. (laughs) I I love love it. it. And I think it, like, I'm I'm not going to say it doesn't read, like, young adult, but also, like, there's so many dark elements to it. Like, the part of Sophie, who is, like, an enslaved human who's been, like, there. She was, like, kidnapped at Burning Man, of all places, and, like, brought to this (laughs) world to be, like, a human slave or whatever. And... Jude ends up rescuing her and on the way back to the mortal world she ends up like killing herself because she can't stand to like live in a world where she knows what she's been through and like there's so many little bits like that that are like pretty Mm -hmm. heavy stuff like for a young adult book um which I think is really interesting and I think kind of builds up the world a lot more and it kind of shows that like this is like a dangerous place and like these people (laughs) have the capacity to be horrible and like even when the king has been killed and it's like um jude was like well now everyone in the room is just gonna give like use this as an excuse to do whatever they want without the king in charge and it just becomes like a orgy murder fest of like craziness and people like eating each other and like banging each other and dancing and all of this and it just shows that it's like quite a dark place and i thought that was cool yeah i think they do are like a really good job of like like you said, showing the dangers of this world, like they're not mm-hmm. shying away from it at all, yeah. and it really helps to like highlight Jude's struggle in this world and her anxieties in this world. Like she talks about how she lives constantly in fear, and yeah. you feel it as you're reading in the book. You feel it as she becomes the spy for Prince Dane. Like her, like her first mission. Uh, you feel the anxiety in that yeah. scene, like the entire yeah. time. It's so well written in that way and like um and yeah it doesn't it doesn't shy away from um the harshness the violence like jude she she her story like she she uh she poisons herself to become immune to poisons she she lets prince dane's uh well she actually no she she stabs her own hand in the name of prince dane she uh almost dies to Valerian, one of the Fae who wanted her dead, and she ends up yeah. killing him straight up. Like, they yeah. don't shy away from death either, which I think is very refreshing uh, for YA, which, yeah, whether it's uh, appropriate or not, I don't know. I don't care. I enjoyed the book, so... Yeah, <laughs> and I'm yeah. an adult, so whatever. I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah. I also kept um, thinking there was going to be, like like you would see in some other books where like even Maddock who's the guy that like murdered her parents like was he gonna turn out to be like not that bad and like they actually have this like father-daughter relationship in the end or like Prince Dane as well I was like oh is he gonna Mm -hmm. be like a cool like mentor to her or whatever but it's like every (laughs) time you think that 
it's like yeah. well actually everyone is horrible so and yeah. it never turns like, into like yeah like this person is gonna be like on her side like she's mostly always alone um yeah. and i think that's like very real for like this kind of book there's always gonna be there's you usually find like a character who's like with her and like you know helping her through things and it doesn't really have that in this book <laughs> And, and and I think, like, it's done well, because it's not in this sort of, like, super bleak way. It's kind of just mm-hmm. highlighting that these are all different species than her. Yeah. Like, they do not act the way you expect yeah. a human to act. And, like, often, in, like you said, you would think the, like, the Matic relationship was going to be, like, super fatherly or something. Um, which I think other books might have leaned more into it and yeah. forgotten that you're they're meant to be this brutal fae yeah. and kind of lean into it. Whereas like clearly Amadoc does love Jude. He he has fond feelings towards her, but he still wants his agenda above all. And you yeah. see and, and Jude always has to remind herself, like uh, she's like, yeah, but he loved my mom too, and she's dead. Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. Uh, and and she and he loved Prince Dane and murders him, yeah. <laughs> um, helping Prince Falcon. So, uh, so it's very interesting because like you're reading reading this kind of in Jude's perspective, and yeah. you're me also. I don't know if you guys knew this. Also being human. Um, <laughs> I also need to be, like, reminded of these things, like, as yeah. Jude is reminding herself that she can't yeah. trust Maddox because, like, yes, he loves me, but he's loved other people he's betrayed as well, you know, that's just yeah. in his nature. Yeah. And I just think it's a, it was really well done, because you do kind of, like, I, I like the relationship of Maddox and Jude, I think it's a very interesting relationship, and, um... And uh, I don't think it's as black and white as, you know, he's evil and she's good. It's, you know, he's a fae and she's human. It's yeah. it, And it, she's it's also, like, like, a very black and white, uh, not very black and white character where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, she's the hero of the story because she also she's does, not. like, questionable yeah. things. And she exactly. also is, like, a, there's a word for it that I can't think of, but, like, you know, questionable about whether she's, like, a good person or not and obviously that goes for exactly exactly that's yeah. it thank you morally yeah. great um Definitely. and yeah she even asks Maddox at some point like how do you even sleep at night and he's like winning wars <laughs> and that's yeah it. And he's like and that's all i genuinely all i think about because that's kind of his purpose is like yeah. winning wars and that's the only thing that he that drives him and keeps him going and they live for like so many fucking years as well like yeah. centuries and centuries so obviously they're exactly. gonna view things differently um mm-hmm. but i think it's really interesting yeah the the complex relationships are are, are really really yeah. interesting and she still has to remind herself after like 10 years that these people aren't like mm-hmm. like human or like have the same kind of emotions so it's it's hard yeah. for me as well just reading the book in like a few hours to <laughs> To remind myself, <laughs> yeah, of that as well. exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like you were saying about Jude being morally gray. Like I, I again, I think that makes her such a more interesting character mm-hmm. than someone who's just a straight up hero. Because at the end of the day, yeah, like Jude partly wants to control who's on the throne because she's worried, like 
that Prince Balkin, he has been notoriously bad to mortals and like if he was in power, mortals could become enslaved uh, more easily and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, Jude's motivation are selfish. She wants power in fairy. Yeah. Like she, and, and those are selfish motivations, which I think honestly is refreshing in a YA. It's not just like, it's not this like no necessarily noble heroic purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, she wants to have power. She wants to be able to stay in this world and not be a slave, not be just a mortal girl. She, and she has a selfish want to be Faye herself. And I think it just, it drives her uh, to potentially do terrible things. They know she betrays Cardin at the end. Um, she kills a few people. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, And though I think she's a good or, or she has good intentions in general, yeah. she's also yeah. very selfish, which makes her for a very interesting character. And I love 100%. her. She's a queen. Yeah. She's a queen, um, and she is yes. sly, and she's like... Yes. She's good at manipulating people, and I like her. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, like, but like, as she's doing it, she's also, you... She's not just like, suddenly great at everything, you know? Yeah. You, she you see her anxieties or fears as she's mm-hmm. doing it but she's just like pushing through and i love that i think uh i didn't um i kind of we started went into it we just kind of discussed it i never actually heard like i assume by the way you spoke about that you did enjoy the book i did because <laughs> like i just started talking and then we just kind of get off in, ta- in tangents um i didn't ask you like so did you like the book <laughs> no one star um, <laughs> you're like I should have hated it <laughs> uh, no I did enjoy the book I think yes. um, like we were talking about earlier with like people skipping prologues not that I would do ever do that but it is a big world <laughs> and they do talk about a lot of stuff in the beginning that was kind of yes. like oh, there's a lot of information and I know yeah. they have world build <laughs> and I know there's like two other books and like three novellas so there's a lot um, yeah. so I do think it started like kind of slow, but it does pick up very quickly. And then once I, I was agree. in it, like I was, I was in it and I finished it very quickly. Yeah. Um, I, th- yeah, I think by the time like Juve becomes Prince Dane's spy, kind of yeah. that's when things start really picking up. Exactly. And then when it gets to part two, like right after the murder of the entire <laughs> royal line, basically, <laughs> yeah. I remember reading that for the first time. I was like, holy fuck. Like, that scene yeah. is intense. Like, yeah. the way each character ends up dying, I was just like, holy. That was brutal. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Princess Rhea? Rhea? Who you, like, Rhea. hear about a lot because she's, like, um, Vivian, who is Jude's sister's, like, one of her best friends or whatever, and she always pops mm-hmm. up, so you think, oh, maybe she's going to become a character. She's like, no. Yeah. She slits her throat rather than let her brother become... Uh, king yeah. and it's like pretty brutal um, it is it's like a, a very brutal moment in the story mm-hmm. um, and that kind of kicks everything off in terms of like yeah the big murder orgy yeah. and then like Jude <laughs> coming up with her plan so it kind of goes yes. kicks into like high gear from that point yeah definitely any predictions for where the story is going to go I don't know <laughs> it's already so like Cardin has promised himself to like be under Jude's command for a year and a day and um, not one minute more <laughs> not one minute more and <laughs> the, the version I have the, the Kindle version has like 
the chapter one of the next book, so I read that as well. Oh, oh! Um, I did just to like you know get in the mindset. Um, yeah. Not much has happened, but it is five months <laughs> later, so we're already lost like oh. almost half the time. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like Taryn and yeah. Locke haven't got married yet. She hasn't spoken to Maddox since. Like, where's Vivian and Oak? I well, they they're off to the. To mortal world right yeah but Did like how are they doing like yes, are they still definitely. with heather are they living their like lesbian yeah. mother fantasy i don't i, I don't just know. don't know yeah um, I, I mean it's a lot to, uh, to put on heather <laughs> for her i know honestly like <laughs> she had to be like that's not your child right <laughs> yeah literally she's like i promise it's my brother but i have some secrets <laughs> i have to tell you later <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm interesting to see more of Carden and like June and Carden's relationship. Yeah. You know, on this podcast, we're not like all about the straight couple, but I like. Them. But I will say June and Carden is very. Cute I like June. So I, far. I love, yeah. Um, and I think yeah. it's going to be complicated, and it's going to be a lot of conflict, and I like that in my couples. Yes, me too. Me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I think I initially read this book. I. Because I think, I thought it was queer going into it. Like, I, yeah. I don't know what, exactly what I thought. Maybe someone had recommended because uh, Vivian is queer. Yeah. So maybe that's why it got recommended to me. Or maybe it just got, like, kind of lumped into, like, with Six of Crow, where there's uh, queerness as well. and But they're just kind of fantasy books that came out at the similar time and both are popular so i don't mm-hmm. remember exactly but i started reading and i was like this isn't really that queer <laughs> but i was like but i'm enjoying it so i'll keep reading it <laughs> i'll allow this <laughs> i love like a book that we, we probably never would have read otherwise yeah exactly it's great but and fairy like it. i would have yeah it, like it would have given me like if i'd read this or if I had read A Court of Thorn and Roses first, I probably would be like, Ugh, I can't deal with more fairies. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So um, but it was not that way. I read that one way before. Um, and I'm glad of it. It was a much more enjoyable experience. Yeah. And I'm... you. So you read everything plus novellas or just trilogy? Well, I read... I did read one book of novellas called... Okay. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but it's a book of multiple short stories. I don't okay. know if that's all of them, but um, yeah, it came, it came out after the trilogy. I did read that okay. as well. So I you thought, honestly, you really know everything that's happening. And um, I, I would say that <laughs> I forgot <laughs> a lot. I'll have you know. <laughs> honestly, I, I just remember the cliffhanger at the end of the second book. Ooh. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Or I don't know if there's a cliffhanger. I don't remember. Okay. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, because uh, yeah. I remember um, reading it and I'll be like, oh my god, I need to read the third one right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I don't think this is going to be like the toll where it becomes... I mean, oh, maybe oh. who knows? But but just because of our book themes, like for yeah, me, it not. might not fit into any of our book themes. But we like... will be sure to, like, when I read the other two. Yeah. Gonna, uh, yeah. Now that I've know. read it, now that I've read, it, I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to read the second yeah. one too and the yeah. third. <laughs> so if you're a regular um, listener and you liked this book, we will we will talk about yeah. it when we um, definitely when we both read the rest of the trilogy. Um. Now for. 
as far as the TikTokification of the Kroll pranks. <laughs> mm, tell me. So, uh, the so I've seen the Kroll pranks obviously spoken about often yeah. on TikTok, and a lot of people, and especially if you're promoting the first book, a lot of people were like, oh my god, this is an enemies to lovers fairy book, and I think it's a bit misleading, because <laughs> to be honest... The Cruel Prince, the first book, does not have a lot of romance. No. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, especially yeah. between Jude and Carden. Like, there is a kiss, but it's barely romance, you know? It's, like, yeah. sexual tension, but then it's, like, political intrigue for most of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's the problem, is, like, I've seen a lot of people being like, oh, I didn't like it, uh, and I think it's because they're being told that it is an enemies to lover romanticy, but it's not. It's yeah. a fantasy book with elements of romance in it, but yeah. a fantasy book at its core. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um, and it's probably not the traditional route of an enemies to lover book either. Yeah. Um. And I think maybe a lot of them are going into it after A Court of Ro- Throne of Roses and wanting something similar to that. And they're probably also being like, where's the spice? I need yeah. spice. <laughs> so I, so I, I've seen some controversial kind of like people being like, this is so overhyped or I don't like this book. And I think it's because they, they were expecting another Sarah J. Mass book. But That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense because yeah, if yeah. you're going, if everyone's telling you this is enemies to lovers and you read, yeah, it, it is not. That. And, <laughs> yeah, and I think, and I think that's fair to 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 like go into it and be disappointed by it. Yeah, thinking that's what it's gonna be. And I think that's a big problem on book talk is people wanting to kind of like soundbite the review in a way, like trying to give like quick tropey ways to explain how the book is but i think mm-hmm. it can be a, very misleading a lot of the times like with the cruel prince yeah um or even it's probably good for even... like seo right <laughs> as well to be like enemies to lovers and then it just goes to what? all the right people what huh? did you say how SEO. did you start that sentence i said it's probably what? good for like seo <laughs> the fuck is that <laughs> what are you saying <laughs> i'm so confused it's like my uh my marketing brain it's just like when you put (laughs) tag words or like keywords that people like like, and you put them in your videos oh you know the ltk you know and then everyone knows what seo is i'm sorry (laughs) everyone knows and then like let's not forget about lmfao like like they said party of rock anthem Uh, you were like, what? <laughs> Let my brain just like short circuit it. <laughs> because you said it like I should know what you're saying and I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you should, but I'm sorry. I assume. Oh, I'm, no, I don't. I know books and that's it. <laughs> I know romance books. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, yeah. I think, uh. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Rating after that. Yeah. Um, so we both enjoyed this book. You've already rated this book once it. before. So why don't you rate yeah. it again? I think Go I'll on. stick with a solid four, maybe yeah. four point two five. I, I think I liked Ooh. it better. I think I liked it better the second time, knowing what I was getting into better. Like I yeah. think, I think I had a different idea of what it was going to be, and I think um, 
this, like, I was still maybe a bit hesitant when I first read the first book, and then the second and third really sold me on the series, and now going into it knowing, like, that I enjoyed this series, I could appreciate it for what it was as I was rereading it. So, you know what, maybe I'll even put 4.25 on my reread on uh, Storegraph. Very nice. Give a little bump, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think a a good solid four is, is... Yeah, makes sense to me. Well, I'm really glad you enjoyed it. I uh, did. I did enjoy I it. I was like, I was a little bit worried, you know, it is a YA book, which we haven't always been the biggest fans of YA. And fantasy. And, and fantasy. <laughs> There's a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, but, um, and, and, you know, I wasn't sure if it was going to hold up on my reread. Um, and I, st- I really enjoyed it, but I was like, I don't know if I'm, like, biased because yeah. of my good feelings from last time so anyway so i was very curious to see if you were gonna feel similarly than me but good news guys we still have the exact same opinion (laughs) (laughs) yay (laughs) um yeah i was kind of worried you were gonna like because i mean it's happened before many times where you've reread something you've read before and you're like why did i even give this i know um so it it, there was a risk (laughs) but i'm glad that you still enjoyed it I always think of boyfriend material by like yeah. this one really, really betrayed me on my second reread. Honestly, like uh, so funny. I can't believe I gave that five stars when I first read it. Five is generous. I really think Although I, was I just gave it four, but five is generous. <laughs> I think four is very generous now. Like I think it giving is. it three was generous, to be honest. Yeah. The more I think about it. Yeah, I know it's uh. I don't know. I don't want to reread it again, to be honest. <laughs> nah, be- better not. I don't want to know. You already have to read baby material, so. Yeah, I know. It's getting there. Which is what I'm It's coming out this, this year, so we'll see. <laughs> Good luck. Baby well, material. <laughs> that's what you called it last, last Did episode. Did I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But okay. when uh, when it comes out, I'll be re- I'll be reading the third uh, Puck Boy. So. Oh yeah, true. I forgot we had a deal. So, so. something to look forward to. <laughs> Can't wait. I'm so sorry you have to do that, but uh, I think mine is worse. This is shorter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Oh well, thank you. That oh, do you want to talk about what we're reading? Yeah. Next? Oh my gosh. So. We're going into a new month. Hello. It's going to be March soon, guys. Crazy. Wild. So March means a new theme. And very excitingly, we've decided that it's going to be a book adaptation month. So we're going to be picking from books that have been adapted to either movies or TV shows. Um, which I think is such a fun theme and perhaps I, I'm not committing 1000% to this, but I'm going to try to watch the movie or TV show, maybe not the full TV show if it's a TV show, uh, (laughs) but the movie, uh, counterpart to the book that we'll be reading, which I think will be fun to be able to kind of compare and contrast, you know? Yeah. Um, that being said, and also there's going to be three episodes in March. So we're doing three book to movie adaptation books in March. So that's exciting as well. Yeah. Uh, but the first one we're doing is going to be the great Gatsby <laughs> by F. 
Scott Fitzgerald, is that right? Something like That's that. That's the one. I feel like That's I really should have known that. <laughs> <laughs> of all the authors, I should know. <laughs> um, I, but I didn't prepare because I was like, it's not like I'll forget that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, we're going to be reading Great Gatsby, which is going to be an interesting It's, it's going to be our first first classic that we've read yeah. on, the pod, on the podcast. Yeah. We're going to be real intellectuals, but um, also one of the shortest classics out there, so that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite glad, because <laughs> I'm not a classics kind of gal. I've never read um, The Great Gatsby. We didn't have to read it in school. Me um, neither. I've never read it either. So, yeah. Also didn't have to read it in school. Um, I'm excited. I, I have watched uh, the 2012 Great Gatsby yep. movie, and yep. I am hoping to rewatch it because I do remember enjoying the movie. Yeah. So I think it'll be it'll be interesting, and I do I like some classics. I like I love I love Jane Austen. I've yeah. loved like every Jane Austen book I've read. Uh, I even enjoyed uh, I read one Dickens book and I enjoyed oh. it well enough. It was interesting. Isn't like as good as Jane Austen. <laughs> I like the Bronte sisters. I mean, obviously, this is very different. This is American. This is twentieth yep. uh, century, so it's definitely going to be different vibe. But um, I'm excited to try it out. Yeah, and it, it's Me on too. my like, it's on my list. Like, I don't have an actual list, but it's on my list of like books I need to read in my lifetime. You know, so yeah. might as well check that one off. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's basically on every, like, hundred books you should read before you die. Read before so you die, yeah, totally. We're, we're doing that. I'm excited. Yeah. Like, I, like I said, I don't read many classics, so, and yeah. I, I also enjoyed the movie, so I I'm looking forward a, to it. And it's, like, one, yeah. surely it's guaranteed not to be a one star. I don't know, but I feel like uh, you also had we'll a, an ulterior motive to this, <laughs> but we'll see. What? <laughs> Um, on that note, thank you so much for listening. Um, Bye. Until next time. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah.